Welcome to the Cinescare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And uh, tonight, Joe, this is, I think this is a night, if there was ever a night, this is a night to wake the kids and phone the neighbors. A night like, unlike any other night. Unlike any other night. It was actually a night just like this. Just like this. 30 years ago. Yes. On Friday the 13th. I was living in an apartment in Chicago. It was more like a van down by the river. (laughs) A van down by the river. And I had a roommate and his name was Mark. Marcus. And his name is Mark Biscati. He is our guest tonight and he is a self-professed lover of all things Friday the 13th. And Joe, as you may know, this is our 13th episode. So we it decided, is a 13th episode. Right. And you, actually it was you who had this idea. What was your idea? Tell me. Once we hit a baker's dozen, number 13, we should do nothing but Friday the 13th. Exactly. Just seems fitting. Yeah. So we decided we're going to do Friday the 13th. And we have this friend from our Chicago days. An aficionado. Um, aficionado yes extraordinaire of chicago or of uh, not chicago he is an aficionado of chicago too i think but he easy is also for you to say. <laughs> it's easy for me um but he is also an aficionado why can't i say that word all of a sudden aficionado Joe? aficionado of there you go. the friday the 13th series and a self-proclaimed super fan of the series and so given that he's also a friend of ours we had to bring him on to talk about this amazing franchise. Welcome, everyone, Mr. Mark Biscati. Good seeing you, Mark. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you guys inviting me. I don't think we had a choice. No, no, you, no choice. you didn't really have a choice. He messaged us like episode one, like, you guys better have me on. <laughs> I, although I will say that Joe and I did kind of kick around the idea of not having you on just because we thought that would be funny. It would be funny, but, actually. Um, no, we... <laughs> But we we decided to uh, to go ahead and put you on the show. So I don't know how you guys want to start this out. I uh, I actually have an idea how to start this. And um, bring it. It's a Roger. It's a Roger Ebert review, and right. it goes like this. This is his words. I'm quoting. It's an immoral and reprehensible piece of trash. Friday the 13th is 90 minutes of teenagers who are strangled, stabbed, impaled, and chopped up and mutilated. And that's all that this movie is. Well, he says that like it's a bad thing. You know? Like, I think he left out something very obvious. It's that? about the <laughs> sex and nudity. Well, that too. I mean, right? he totally overlooked that part. Yeah. That's what drew me to this stuff. Yeah. It well, is. I, I, well, I don't know if I would say that, <laughs> that obviously Roger Ebert had a show at the time and, um, he had to cater towards, you know, the average person. What, what are your thoughts on that quote, Mark? I think that he's absolutely right. Oh. It is mindless trash, but it's geared towards a certain audience mm-hmm. and that's us. Yeah. And there's reasons why that, you know, this franchise has grossed uh, pretty much about a half a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's I mean, it, there's no getting around the fact that people have paid money for it. But it's it's you know, I think at the time he was seeing it as the end of film or something like that. But um, I don't know. Uh, Which is weird, though, because he loved Halloween. Yeah. Loved it. Well, well, if it wasn't for Halloween, we wouldn't have Jason. Mm-hmm. That's, that is that is true. Yeah, and I I think that I don't know. It's everybody's taste is different, but I I do think the original Halloween had an artistry to it that wasn't really there for the first uh, Friday the Thirteenth. But um, so I I don't know. Maybe he saw Friday the Thirteenth as just being a ripoff of of Halloween. Um, you know, I mean, Halloween had really good actors in it. Except for some of the, you know, young people. Um, but like, you know, you've got Jamie Lee Curtis, you've got Donald Pleasance. You know, those guys were just real power or heavyweight actors. And 
you know, there was more to it than just setting up people to die. There was a long setup and everything. Friday the 13th was a little different. But, you know, I, I think that Friday the 13th had had a, a pretty interesting story. And it was, it was all, to me, the first one uh, felt, feels to me, you know, those, those movies or books or plays that are, uh, you know, it's a bunch of people at a, um, an old mansion out in the middle of the country uh, and a bridge is out and there's a killer in the mansion. It's like a murder mystery. Right. And it's, it's, it's sort of like that to me, right? Because you don't know who the killer is in all the rest of them. You know who the killer is. We all know it's Jason running around the first one. We don't see the killer ever except for legs and an arm or whatever, but we don't really see the killer until the end when we find out who it is. Uh, so it, in that way, it's, it reminds me of those old murder mysteries, except that they show more of the murdering than, than you used to get, you know, it used to be, if you saw a play that was a murder mystery or a movie, it was some guy in a hood, you know, with gloves and a big coat or something. So you didn't know who it was in this case, it was sort of the same thing. Um, and it was, there was a bit of a mystery as to who's doing all the killing. Is it one of the campers or, you know, is it, is it? this legend that they were talking about. Or is it crazy Ralph? <laughs> crazy Ralph. It he, yeah. I mean, he was a very potential candidate. Yeah. He was a, I mean, in, was. in a way he was a bit of a red herring. I mean, they, they set it up and they were, it could have been the sheriff or, or anybody really. Yeah. I always thought that it was going to be, um, uh, what was his name? Um, the guy that was running the camp, um, at, uh, Christy. Um, yeah. I thought guy. it was him. And, yeah. And then uh, it, it's basically when, when he was, you know, gone, I was like, what, who is it? Like, yeah, who he, can was, it be? he was at that diner an inordinate amount of time when all <laughs> this was. thing was gone. I mean, you're right. He's, yeah. he was definitely a suspect, Steve Christie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he, he must've been very well known down there. Cause he had quite the repertoire with that uh, waitress at the diner too. Yep. You know? Yeah, they got awful chummy. Yeah, um, and of course there was a big scandal in this movie. I think uh, one of the girls was underage; she was only seventeen when they shot that. Um, so they got in a bit of trouble having her in it, and because she got she was nude and everything. I, I can't remember which one it was, um, or the actor. I think but. that was. I think that was part two. Actually, was it part two? That it was part two. Yeah, she was seventeen. She was the one that was impaled in the bed. Oh, with. Uh, with um kevin bacon no oh, that's bacon no that was, yeah that was in yeah, part was one yeah part one yeah the one the one i think you're thinking of uh she was in part two okay and she was the one that impaled and all that yeah there was, there was a little bit of uh scandal yeah and just to catch everybody else up i just rewatched all of these movies but I tried something different. I watched them in reverse order. I started with the remake from 2009 You're and mad, worked man. my way back to number one. And it was in the idea that I was hoping the movies would just start getting better. Um, but when you say she got impaled, you really got to be specific because they're all like swimming through my head and it happens in every one of them. Correct. That's one of uh, Jason's like favorite go-to is impaling. That and crushing heads. I love the head crushing. Oh, yeah. The part three one is well, not only not only when you say impale, she got impaled, but also when you say she got impaled through a bed. <laughs> it seems like that <laughs> happens quite a bit too. Yeah. And could you be more specific? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. So um, I do remember. I remember the the original trailer that came out for this because I was you know I was pretty young, but I do remember the trailer, um, and it was. There was like a counting thing, I think, or something like that. They were like one, and then you'd, sh you'd show like somebody getting, you know. I, I, I just remember the the thing that stands out to me is I remember the one kill. I think it was a guy where he's standing by a tree, and a chain comes around the tree around his neck. You know, um, I, I I do remember that they kind of, you know, they wasn't cut that from crazy. The, wasn't that crazy, Ralph? That was crazy, yeah, Ralph. Yeah, yeah that it was. was crazy, Ralph. Yeah, part two. Yeah. Yeah, um yeah, it's weird with with Friday the 13th because I I wasn't aware of Friday the 13th until um part 4. And 
it was it was weird. It's like I the only movie that I had ever like horror movie I had ever seen was Happy Birthday to Me. And I was with my cousins. It was a sleepover. They went to the video store, rented it, forced me to watch it. And I'm hiding behind the couch, totally just massacred me. And, you know, with throwing the scarf into, you know, the wheel spokes and all that and dragging his face in there and the shish kebab. And it it totally just wrecked me. And then I got invited over for a sleepover. And I was like 12 years old, I think, when I saw part four. And but, you know, what you do when you go to a sleepover, you go to the video store and my friends wanted to do a horror movie. And, you know, it's when you do the sleepover and the horror movie, you know, thing, it's like, who's who's going to be the one that's not scared? Who's going to be the one that, you know, doesn't jump? It's like a, like a ritual, like manhood kind of thing. And we were in the horror like aisle and I'm looking for the least scariest cover. And for some reason, I saw the hockey mask for part four with the knife through there. And I'm thinking, oh, it's a sports movie. It's not going to be that bad. And so we rented it and I watched part four and I made it through and it was, I did okay. And my other friends were like hiding in the kitchen, watching it and all that, but I, I managed to watch it. And so later on that year, I was with my cousins in Indiana and one of my cousins was 17 years old and he wanted to go see a horror movie and it was Friday the 13th part five. So he brought me and my brother and his brothers and sisters, and we all went to see Friday the 13th part five. And that was my first horror movie in the movie theater. And it was so, it was a continuous, you know, like I kind of knew what was happening. And after I saw Friday the 13th part five, and it was a packed theater, people were screaming, running up and down the aisles. It was, it was crazy. It was so fun. And I was hooked. And so then I like went back to watch Friday 13th. And that's how I like discovered Friday 13th. Hey, I, I just to piggyback onto something you were talking about earlier with Gene Siskel. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry with Roger Ebert. Uh, Gene Siskel also hated this movie so much that um, he and Roger Ebert did a special episode of their show called the war on women, which focused just on all the misogynistic slasher movies. But all this ended up doing was boosting ticket sales like through the oh, roof. Like and uh, one other little interesting tidbit that I found is not only was this movie inspired by Halloween, but it was also inspired by Meatballs. Oh, yeah. Bill Murray movie. I did yeah, not know yeah. that. Yeah, it came out like a year and a half beforehand, and that's kind of what drive the, drove their focus to doing it on a you know like a teen camp. Because it's the perfect setting for it because they're, it's all these kids left alone without adult supervision or intervention. So they're just sort of left to their own devices so that they just the two mesh together so perfectly. I actually love that. <laughs> I was a so, huge fan of Meatballs. So, Joe, you, you watched them uh, backwards. Uh, I, did you make it all the way to the, through the whole thing to number one? Easily. Goodness, I, I don't know how you did that because I I would have lo- I would have lost the will to go on. I think if I'd <laughs> if I'd had to do that. Although to be honest with you, uh, having watched it again because it, I I will a little fun fact, Joe. I have not it, Mark's first horror movie was that was what one part five you said in the movie part theater. Four. Oh yeah, part five. Uh, in I have the movie not theater, seen yeah. it. Yeah, I have not seen a single Friday the Thirteenth movie in the movie theater. I, I can tell you that right now. Um, I have seen one in the theaters and that's my favorite, but we'll uh, get to that later. Well, yeah, I was not of age <laughs> when most of them were coming out in the movie theater. Uh, I wasn't in, of age to go see them. And by the time I was, I was, I was kind of over Friday the 13th and, and the whole thing. So, uh, or I was like, I'll just wait until it comes out on video because by then, you know, the quality 
uh, in uh, there's a nostalgia to it now when you go back and look at it. So we give it a kind of a forgiving, um, you know, a forgiving eye when we watch it now. Uh, but at the time you're thinking, Oh God, another Friday the 13th. Come on. Why don't they come up with a new horror movie? You know, like, like why are, why is, and there were at, in the eighties, it was sequels, sequel after sequel after sequel. Uh, and I was more of a Halloween guy. And, uh, now I have a much greater appreciation, but to be honest with you, having gone through this again, this time, uh, the only one I didn't watch this time was 10, uh, one, because it's I can't find it on streaming anywhere. And two, I refuse to rent it. Um, so I'm not spending a dime on that movie. But how um, could you ignore I, Jason I watched, X? Uh, well, <laughs> easily. But Actually, um, if anybody's interested, Stars has all of these. It doesn't uh, have 10. Oh, it didn't? No, it didn't have 10. I, I uh, looked oh, and... you're right. You're right. I think uh, 10 was on like Amazon Prime or HBO Max. 10 is on like HBO Max. I, I got Amazon... to... Okay. I, it's not on oh, HBO Max Netflix. either. It, the only it one... has to be. It... I, it's got to be on one of those. But I, I, I the majority of them are on uh, Stars because I ended up doing yeah. like a free 30-day trial. Me too. And that got me through like nine on down to one. Yeah. No, like it I, went backwards. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I actually, I had to go on to HBO to watch, uh, I think it was Freddy versus Jason and um, maybe Jason or goes to hell or something like that. But, um, but the, you get to eight, seven is, you know, a little iffy, but I, I, you know, there, there's a lot to like about it too, but you get to seven or you get to eight and eight is <laughs> a bit of a slog. Um, and, uh, Jason goes to hell. I don't care for that movie at all either, but I kind of liked, um, Freddie versus Jason. And I really do. I don't think it's great, but I do like the, and I don't, I'm not going to call it a reboot because, other than using the title again, it it's still a sequel. I mean, it they talk about Jason having done stuff in the past or whatever. It's still sort of a sequel. It's I don't know if, if it's what do you is, is it a sequel or is it a is it a reboot? I, I, I it's I not a reboot because I, it it is a sequel because uh, Victor Miller, who's the writer of it, wanted a lot of cash for it, and because if they said it was a reboot, Victor Miller would have gotten a lot more cash. And so they were just saving money. So they just said it was a sequel, but it seems more like a sequel to me anyways. Yeah. Right. Because they don't do, you know, if it was a reboot, then his origin story, the first one would again, been his mother instead of, yeah, as the killer instead of Jason, which I, I'm kind of, I agree. It's a sequel. But I loved the fact that in that one they brought back the fast-moving Jason. Yes, I mean, he books, he runs. Yeah, he's, he's, he's more like a hunter. Him. He's more like a hunter in that film. Right. Yeah, you're not getting away from that guy. No, no. He, yeah, he was very much more menacing. Um, Derek Mears, who uh, played Jason, he was completely into the role, and uh, you know he took he took a lot of time and a lot of care and preparation for that role. He knew like what shoes he was filling over Kane Hodder and all that. Nothing against Kane Hodder. I think he is the best Jason for like the zombie Jason. Um, when he started in part seven and all the way to Jason X. And um, yeah, I, I, I thought, I thought he was great. Just, just like the underground like layers and kind of explains how he just pops up anywhere you know, just kind of Jason had that like teleportation kind of power where he would just show up like anywhere. It's like, how did that happen? He just walks. How did he catch up to her? So the underground layers and all that was a really nice change and kind of explained a lot of that. Do you, um, have you guys seen the fan films yet of uh, Jason and everything? There's one, I haven't seen. I the, have. There's one called. Uh, don't or never walk alone or never hike alone. Sorry. And then there's one, the newest one is called never hike alone in the snow in the snow. And, right. um, never stop, hike, uh, films, ne never hike alone is a pretty good. I mean, it, it, obviously it's not considered Canon technically, but I, I think, 
I would imagine there's some fans who do, but it it was I thought it was a really done a really well done movie for being a low budget horror film. Sure, absolutely, and a, and a um, fan and a fan film too, I, because there's a, there's also a Halloween fan film uh, that that John Carpenter mentioned on Twitter or something like that, having liked it, and so it blew up. And I didn't care for that one so much, but um, but I did like. Was that the one where uh, at the beginning um, Michael like finds a kid in a cornfield and kills him? I don't right recall at the beginning. Now. I, I just remember so many of them. There was a long time before you actually get to Michael and it was, it was some kids and they were in a diner for the longest time. I just didn't care for that one too much. Uh, but I, I did like these fan films and that you can, you should check them out, Joe, because they're actually pretty good. Um, I didn't get to see it. I was too busy rewatching drive and massacre. Drive and massacre. Oh geez. Yeah. Mark, <laughs> if you, if you, if you do one thing this year, um, don't make it watching that movie. <laughs> I might have to now. Well, yeah, you kind of do. Br- actually. I'm bringing it back. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Never hike in the snow. Um, had a really awesome kill. Did you watch Never Hike in the Snow, Matt? No, I haven't. I haven't um, watched that one. It's it has one of the best kills in the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. Like I know it's a fan film, but there is it's just this first kill is amazing. It mm. just the special effects is it's phenomenal. And it's it's better quality film because they uh, they raised a lot more money and all that. So it's actually a really great film, and they brought back Tommy from Part Six in that film. Nice, the actor. Nice. Oh, the yeah. actor. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, Tom Matthews. Uh, I'll have to check it out. Um, so now the other thing about the the oddest thing about this franchise is, I mean, when you look at when you look at Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Freddy, Freddy basically looks the same in every movie. He's got that sweater. He's got the hat. He's got the burns. And generally played by Robert Englund. But also they had that one guy. We don't even want to talk about that. But And then Halloween, uh, you know, Michael's mask is varying <laughs> quality from from one through the rest of them. But it's generally Michael. He's wearing a mechanics outfit with that mask with the George or uh, uh, William Shatner William mask. Shatner. Yeah. Um, and, and that is Michael and it never really, it never varies. Friday the 13th has had two different, or I mean, three different killers, including Jason, his mom, and then the guy in part five, five, right? Yeah. Five. And then, uh, but then the first time we see Jason, he's a hillbilly with a sack on his head who looks a little bit more like he should be in one of those wrong turn movies or, 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 or a Texas chainsaw movie. And then part three is when we get the, the bait, you know, the beginnings of, of what we now recognize as Jason. But even then he's wearing, it almost looked to me like he was wearing like dress shoes or something. It's slacks, not really, you know, tap shoes. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's really weird even how he why he even changed clothes because at the beginning of like part three like he had clothes but he decided to steal clothes off the clothesline from uh, the grocery store owner and he just basically changed I mean I guess I mean he had a gash in his shoulder and all that from part two and all that yeah I mean but, you want to uh, you want to look respectable you know yeah yeah I I actually I like I don't I don't want to say he's changed I think he's evolved from movie to movie or decayed, uh, especially in, for example, uh, part seven with the telekinesis girl. Um, when he comes out of the, the lake, I mean, you can see his decayed spine on his back. I mean, he's definitely taken a beating over the years. Um, but it's, I mean, still generally he's the same outfit. I mean, I, I realize he's not going back to a shack in the woods and going to his armoire and deciding, Hmm, what am I going to wear today? Uh, but you know, his, He's changed slightly enough to just, I think it's more of a realistic evolution in his character. Right. Well, I mean, but the thing is, he wasn't, he wasn't as big and intimidating in part two. He was, he was, you know, I mean, it was, there was something creepy about him in a, in a backwoodsy kind of way, but he just. Yeah, he was a hillbilly. Yeah. And, and so it was sort of a deliverance looking guy, but, um, and then. 
which by the way, part two, I have to say had the best jump scare for me when I first saw that I was, I, I still remember I was with my friend, Rick Johnson, uh, st- having a sleepover and we were, I don't even know what age middle school maybe. And we were watching part two and I saw part two before I saw part one, actually, I believe, uh, it happened to be on HBO. So we, we get to that and that, that ending, the last shot there when, uh, the, the, there's something at the door, they open it and it's the puppy comes in and they've got all that sweet music playing kind of like in the first one, you know, before Jason jumps out of the water, they got all that sweet music playing and they're like, Oh, ha, ha, the puppy, it's the puppy. And then Jason comes jumping through the window. Now, to people who saw the first one and then saw the second one, that jump scare might not might have been expected uh, because of what happened in the first one, him jumping out of the water. Um, but it, I hadn't seen the first one, so it scared the crap out of me. It was the it was a very effective jump scare to me. Yeah, yeah, it it, it was definitely like just a retrend of like what happened in the first one, but just. Just the launch through, I mean, just glass flying everywhere. And I mean, his face. It, it was a phenomenal shot. It was a yeah. phenomenal shot, actually. Yeah. And I I mean, part two is where they really stepped up the game. I, I have a feeling part one, they didn't really know, you know, they didn't have much budget and they probably were just trying to, you know, make a, yep. make a little money. Um, but part two, you could see the budget steps up a bit. And uh, the, yeah, the budget for the original Friday 13th was only $550,000 Yeah, and it grossed 40 million. Yeah. I mean, talk about a profit there. Well, I think Halloween's original budget was less than that even. And it wound up grossing like 90 million or something like that, or 80 million. Oh, there goes Matt just one, one up in Friday 13th. Yeah. It's, it's Precious so much Halloween. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, what were you going to say, Joe? Uh, I actually, I've got, if you want to compare franchises, I have this lovely book, The uh, Crystal Lake Memories. And at the very end, they have something called a coroner's report. And they're comparing franchise to franchise. And it's basically off of um, U.S. box office. So the Friday the 13th franchise, which uh, I don't believe includes the 2009 remake us box office was 523 million now compare that to hannibal lecter franchise which is 491 million nightmare on elm street was 442 million the psycho franchise was 388 million halloween was 386 million scream was 381 as of what year was massacre um Box office totals adjusted for inflation based on 2005 average ticket for uh, so 2005. Okay, because I, I would imagine that with the new reboot of Halloween or not reboot, I guess it's a sequel, direct sequel um, of Halloween that came out in 2018. I would imagine that would be a little different because I know that movie made quite a bit of money. Um, it did but, make a lot but, of money. Yeah. I mean, I will say this, Mark. Yes. I. Uh, I Joe. think Halloween and Joe. Uh, I think Halloween one, two, three, and four were all great movies. But after that, not so much. Except I do like the I do like the one that came out in 2018. I thought that was a great movie. But one, two, three, four were great movies. Um, I thought Halloween three was way underrated. Oh yeah, totally. Okay, speaking of number three, since somebody finally said it. I'm still dying for a prequel to number three. I think I want to see an entire movie based on Larry uh, Zerner's character, Shelley, the guy that's responsible for the mask. I, who wrote this character? This is just messed up. This kid has so many issues uh, with, you know, self-esteem. Like the minute we see this kid, he's just like, Oh, I'm the lovable dumb moron in the bunch and no girl's ever going to look at me and I'm just going to play pranks on everybody so I can get some attention. Who come up with that? That's just yeah. so bizarre. But well, I I could have followed him like they should have had like a sitcom spin-off where it's just Shelly in high school. Yeah. Getting picked on. Well, st- speaking of that, 
getting back to Friday the 13th. I, sorry, I, I, I derailed us there. Sorry, that was my fault. Um, but, but, and, and we do need to do a Halloween show in October, of course, uh, for the franchise of Halloween. But, uh, what day but, should we do that? Uh, let's uh, look at the calendar right now, and that'll be really interesting. Um, I think I'm free on October 31st. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, let's do that. Um, but uh, getting back to Halloween, uh, one thing I, I have to say is that I don't really care for any of the final girls in, not Halloween, in Friday the 13th. I don't really care for any of the final girls in, in Friday the 13th. I, I like one. I like her. Uh, after that, they all kind of blend together. Fight me. Fight me. Mark. I'm going to fight is, you on Mark, that. Mark has a face of a person who, whose eyeballs are about to pop out. Yeah. Um, just with part two is Ginny, who is a child psychologist who's literally finding out about Jason and it, what a final girl she was. It, 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 what a chasing that was. She was wonderful. And she's actually considered one of the best final girls in the whole entire franchise. Yeah, I don't I know. Mean, I just don't care. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I can understand Chris in part three. She's she's not that interesting and all that. Had a horrible like subplot to it about Jason trying to rape her. Uh, yeah. Just like in the like past summer or something like that. I don't know why they even threw that in. But Ginny from part two is an awesome, awesome final girl. I mean, just when she's like hiding underneath the, the bed and she sees the red and she pees her pants and the urine comes out and she's like, oh, my God, she's going to see me. She peeks out. There's Jason. I mean, she did a wonderful job. Ginny's great. I think you're overlooking the obvious. Uh, Jensen Daggett, who played oh Rennie God. in part eight, she's hot. I saw her on, there was a like behind the mask documentary. What is, what is your deal with and, part eight? You know, I got to right. know this. What is your deal with part eight? Because the, Jason takes Manhattan is, I, I you know, I don't want to, I don't want to bag on it. Cause I know, you know, one thing I, I do. I like to be as positive as I possibly can about any horror movie I see because the movie I hate, there'll be five people out there that that's their favorite movie ever. And so you, I want to be respectful of that. But what is your deal Tell with the story? <laughs> part eight. All right. So when I was in high school, my high school crush was this girl named Amy Fennell. She had curly red hair and always wanted to take her on a date. Very first and only date I ever got to take her on because she ended up switching schools the next year and I never saw her again, but I was, I picked her up and we were going to go see a movie. We hadn't determined what we were going to see yet. I picked her up and like, whatever you want to go see your pick, her pick, Jason takes Manhattan number eight. And I was just like head over heels enamored with that answer. And I couldn't, but I was, I was destined to love that movie. So every single frame on that screen is just pure beauty. If you ask me, you see, Mark, and, Mark, this is they, why I do. This is why I'm so good at what I do. I knew there was a story behind uh, this. I, but it's it's still. I mean, we finally got. Uh, there's so many questions and and puzzling answers to that movie. It's first off, it takes most of it takes place on a boat, like an ocean liner, and it starts at Crystal Lake. How does it get the boat out of the lake? Now all of a sudden, it's in the Atlantic. Then yep. it's in Manhattan. And then once they get off of it, you're bringing Jason Voorhees to Times Square. That's amazing. Could you imagine walking down the street in New York and all of a sudden there's Jason Voorhees kicking over a boombox with a bunch of punks standing on the street? That's amazing. How do you not like this movie? Well, I think I think the problem with part eight that most people have is that, yeah, it's brilliant to have him in Times Square killing people in Times Square, not just, I mean, what does Jason care about these two people? He, he would be killing anyone who's in front of his way, but yet he, he avoids how many people that he could have killed. I think it would have been great to have it be like what they did with, um, was it Jurassic world or one of the Jurassic parks where they brought, <laughs> where the dinosaurs wound up coming to San Diego and yeah. then running around running amok. I, I, I think that would have been cool having him go off in, 
in Manhattan, especially they, they really, they missed an opportunity for social satire there too. They could have really like had him killing people that everybody wants to have killed, like a meter maid or like, you know, if they did this now, they could have, you know, somebody on their phone, not even paying attention to the fact that people around them are being killed until, you know, like there'd be so, there's so many opportunities there. Instead, they had him just focus on these people. And then the other thing I have a problem with is when they got off the boat, they, how, how, how empty is this dock? Like there's no nobody boat working boat. there. Are no you telling me there's yeah, like, no one like there? You're literally going to one of the most dense populated cities in the country and they're in a rowboat and there's nobody around. There's nobody. And yeah. it, it, there was so many missed opportunities. And, and, and the other thing, the other thing, Mark, is if there's no one around, okay, fine, we'll accept that there's no one around. So then why are a couple muggers there? Like, they're going to be where there's people. They're not going to be shooting, where there's no shooting, one. Like, hey, let's hang out here. Shooting running up fruit. with heroin, by the way. God. Yeah. Right. Genius. Yeah. yeah. Genius. And also, um, the problem with and, part eight was, and I know we're like going all over the place with Friday 13th, but why not? Because those movies are all fine. over the place. But with a part eight, there was a scene that was supposed to be shot, and that's with Julius boxing Jason, which was one of the, I'm going to admit, one of the greatest scenes in the franchise. When they're up on top of the roof and Julius is just hitting Jason, just pummeling him. That scene was supposed to be in Madison Square Garden. And that's where they were supposed to. It would have been great. It would have been awesome. But they didn't have the budget. The budget was only $5 million, which, and only made $14 million, I believe. And so, yeah, only, only? Four, it, it was, it was the least profitable Friday 13th movie. Yes, it was. Also, um, I wanted to bring up part three because that, that was the only one that was done in 3d and uh oh boy you can see them make it go into great pains to turn that into a 3d movie uh but you also have got uh every almost every woman in that move in that uh of of the camping or well i guess they're not really camping they're in a house but of the people staying in that house almost all of them look exactly alike like they did not try to have any variation in their looks they all look a bit like carrie fisher and they're all kind of light brown hair or darkish brown hair somewhere in there. They all look basically the same. I, I had a hard time this time because I thought of that, like, wait a minute. These these guys all look basically the same. Like, I couldn't remember who was who from from each kill. Um, and then, of course, the worst mo motorcycle gang that ever lived was How in part dare you? Too. How dare you say uh, something about Fox? I address something you said about the, uh, <laughs> about the Manhattan killing. You know, Jason is driven. He's focused. He's a guy with an what agenda. What is it with you and part he's, eight? He's only going to kill the people from Crystal Lake. He's not indiscriminate. It's not like he's carpet bombing rioters or anything like that. It's those people walking around the streets of Manhattan are from Manhattan. He doesn't have an issue with them because they're there not from were Crystal some Lake. And, and not to mention a very creative kill at the end with the toxic waste. I had no idea that in the sewers of Manhattan every night at midnight that they flush the sewer system yeah, with toxic waste. Yeah, Who horrendous. knew? You know, there, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people who think that's like the best Jason death of, in the whole series too. I was really? Looking, I was yeah. I was looking online researching this, and I and I and I looked. Oh no, Joe! <laughs> of course, I don't know what you're upset. It, be honest. <laughs> is this the only movie you actually watched these last two weeks? This part eight. I, I watched it thirteen times in a row. <laughs> oh my gosh! Backwards. But but, but the, yeah, no. I I looked up online, and uh, there's a bunch of websites uh, talking about the best Jason deaths. And a few of them had uh, that one as their number one, which makes no sense because there is no way toxic waste floods the, the, the sewers of New York every night at whatever midnight it was or whatever. I, I that's how they keep believe, the streets clean. I can't believe that's, that's the, like a favorite death of Jason. I mean, it was, I mean, the rubber mask was so horrible. The scream. Yeah. yeah. It just it was, it was it was just absolutely brutal. 
All right. There's there is something else I want to talk about, and then Joe, I think you have a special thing, right? Does, does this feel like the right time for that special <laughs> thing? Yes, I have a special thing. <laughs> oh, it's a Let little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, do that sound effect. Uh, but Joe does have a special thing for us. And I, I feel like, now, I could be wrong. We could split this up into another part, but I feel like we've touched on a lot of stuff. Um, My fear is that we could probably talk about this for like six episodes. Yeah, I think we so. We probably yeah. shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, so, we haven't even talked about six. Well, I want to talk. Here's what I want to say is that I want, because I, it's good that you brought that up. Nice segue, Mark. Uh, and you didn't even know that I was going to bring this up. Because in the middle of this franchise, there is a pretty tight little trilogy there from four, five, and six. That, uh, And I guess, it, does it bleed into seven, too? No. Um, no, well, not really, no. It, I mean... I mean, kind of, but not really. Yeah, basically, the, I mean, it's a pretty good continuous story from one to eight they don't really falter too far away it's not until paramount gave up the rights to new line cinema and then it just yeah. gets absolutely crazy yeah but i i think you know it i i think that part three I love I do like part three a lot and and there's a, a nostalgic thing for me with part three I really I enjoy it but I really do think that it it was showing signs that it could just go down rehashing everything um, from there out. Every single one would just be set up, kill, set up, kill. But four was the beginning of trying to do something new that was a little different. And five, uh, well, kind of, it's questionable whether it dropped the ball a little bit, but I thought six really was, was a, a solid uh, movie. Um, what, what are your thoughts on those three movies, Joe and, and Mark? I thought six sucked. Really? You didn't I, like I six? really, no, I really specifically did not care for Sheriff Garris, mm. especially when was it Tommy comes walking into the sheriff's station for the first time. He's like, I'm going to fill you full of lead. Oh, you better consider yourself lucky boy. You know, I'm like, who's that's so over the top and unrealistic. And like, I'd rather watch part eight than listen to that sheriff drone on any longer. Okay. Uh, Joe, <laughs> oh, God. I, I, when you hit, said you had a problem with part six, I was not <laughs> expecting that to be your problem. The sheriff. It's all the sheriff. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I don't I, like I thought, overbearing sheriffs. I thought part six was really interesting and I love Horshack is in it from uh welcome that back Cotter. Yeah. And, and, uh, it's the beginning of zombie Jason, right? Um, yeah. So he's no longer a living guy. He's he's a he's a reincarnated basically zombie. And that wasn't Kane Hodder, was it? No, he didn't come till seven, right? But it was Correct. it was uh, C.J. Graham. Yeah, yeah, but it definitely had a Kane Hodder look. But I guess everything after three did too. I but. I I actually had a problem with six too. Um, I think it's. Now watching part six now, I'm I'm okay with it and I actually enjoy the movie. But after coming off of five, I was really expecting and hoping Tommy was going to take over the mantle for Jason. And it, it was I mean, I, I thought it was perfect. It was completely set up from four and five. I mean, you had Tommy who, you know, made masks. He was kind of like in the horror and all that kind of stuff. He went his brain absolutely snapped at the end of five. He throws a chair out the hospital window. She comes in and he's hiding behind the door. I mean, we had basically a new Jason with a different like mechanics of killing people. We had like a really yeah. intelligent Jason. And I thought we really missed out on an opportunity to like really progress the story away from Jason, believe it or not. And mm -hmm. We went into Jason and we had a James Bond theme of Jason walking across the screen, doing the slash and all that. I'm like, what is this? And I'm in the movie theater watching this and they got an Alice Cooper song going. <laughs> and it's in, it, I mean, the director, um, Tom uh, McCollin, I believe it is. He, uh, he was basically trying to do a more humorous, a humorous tone. And I didn't get it at the time. But here's a fun fact about this. Um, Kevin Williamson, who wrote Scream, was very, very much so influenced by Friday the 13th Part 6. 
and even told uh, the director, Tom, that. And so maybe without part six, we wouldn't really have the Scream franchise. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I, I, I think six has that kind of meta, almost a meta quality to it. Sure. And it certainly has a, a humor to it that that I think the first time you see it is a little off-putting because you're expecting, you're not expecting silliness. And so I think it, it turned a lot of people off at first. But I've come to really like it since, and I and I I really thought it was shot well. It looks beautiful. I I yeah. think it's it's a really nice looking movie too. Is you know, but four, five, and six all have just a slightly different feel than the ones before and the ones after. There's a, just a little more uh, care put into them. I I feel like than than any of the other. Well, not any of the others. I I love two, and you know, but but there's just a different feel to the tone to those movies. Um, okay. So uh, we're not going to do a, uh, a ghost story this time, although I do have a ghost story about uh, Crystal Lake, Illinois. It's not really the Crystal Lake that um, uh, that this was set in, but, but Joe instead uh, has a little trivia for us. And so you and I, Mark, are going to go mano y mano. That oh, means man to man. Uh, for those of you who don't speak Spanish, um, Spanish, Spanish, French, um, yeah. So we're going to go a little mano a mano in, uh, Friday the 13th trivia. Are you prepared for this? Where are you? There you are. I think, I think I am prepared for this. All right. So, okay. Uh, so here's how this is going to work. Okay. I'm, I've got a series of questions mm-hmm. and I'm going to read it off and then you guys, uh, you, if you think you know the answer, you say your name, and that's mm-hmm. that's your buzzer. So whoever says their name first, I'll call on you. Then you give me the answer. See how that works? All right, sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. Question number one: What was the inspiration for the original Friday the Thirteenth film? Matt. Matt. Uh, that would be Halloween. All right, Matt gets one point. First one on the board. Don't worry, Mark. I got a lot more, so you'll don't worry. Catch up. Okay. I'm a little. I'm a little worried. Myself I'm a little rusty. Once we get into the weeds on these, uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Qu- question number two: mm-hmm. What was the original title for the first film? Uh, it's the. Um, it has to do with the second camp. Oh, uh, you got to say your Matt, name, Matt. Matt. Well, uh, it's. Uh, Long night at Camp Blood. That is correct. Wow. Mark, Mark, is your uh, is your mic working? Yeah, it's 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 working. But let's okay. let's let's get away from Friday Thirteenth, the original one. Okay. I well, I, trust me, we're gonna hit a lot of them. Yeah. So, okay. Good. There's the, there's even a it's one of my least favorite, believe it or not. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, all right. Question number three: What is the name of the sole survivor of the first film? Mark. Mark. Alice. Correct. Good job. Mark is on the board. Look at you competing. I'm coming. All in. right. Uh, question number four. What is the highest grossing Friday the 13th movie in the franchise? Mark. Not adjusting for inflation. Mark. Matt. Mark. Freddy versus Jason. That is also correct. Nice job, Mark. Uh, all right. Here's an easy one. What's... The first name of Jason's mother. Matt. Mark. Matt. Pamela. Wow. Three points for Matt. Uh, ah, here's a good one. What is the first weapon Jason uses in Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan? Matt. Mark. Matt. It's uh, the guitar. Yes, the electric guitar on the Wait, boat. Wait, hold up. Uh, uh, I like to... First weapon used in part eight? Yes. Yeah, it was on the it was the, the girl with the the band, right? Yeah, she no, was the killed anybody before that, there. right? No, no, uh-huh. no. He definitely killed somebody. He killed two people before he got even got on the boat. It's when uh when the anchor uh hit the the electric wire underneath, you know, in the lake and all that, and he put by this boat and there's two kids, teenagers having sex, and he comes up with the harpoon. All right, you got me. Yep. Uh, yep. All right, we'll throw out that question. 
That's that my favorite thing, movie. That was in that, part eight. Yeah, that was, was in part opening. eight. Yeah, I was okay, thinking about that. All right, so no points were awarded. Uh, All right, keep going. <laughs> Realize Matt or Mark was going to be such a stickler. Uh, wow. Here's here's one of my favorite ones. What is the medical condition that Jason Voorhees was born with? Mark. 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 He's a mongoloid. Incorrect. Matt. He has an actual medical condition. Yes, Matt. Matt. It's hydrocephalus. Yes, it is hydrocephalus. Look that one up, it's Mark. The inflammation of the of the brain or whatever. Yeah. Isn't that a mongoloid? Or is that just no. a not a mongoloid is, that's not politically not correct. A that's term. not politically just correct. Not politically I'm correct. just following what the movies tell me, guys. We just lost like two thirds of our mongoloid yeah, audience we're, now. We're about to get we're about to get canceled. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. Wrong, sir. Wrong. This is a this is not a blue show, Mark. Uh all right, question number eight. How many times has Kane Hodder portrayed Jason Voorhees on Mark. screen? Matt. Mark was first. So that's part seven, part eight, part nine, Jason X. So that's four. That is correct. Whoop, I'm sorry. I just gave points to the wrong person. Uh, it's currently four to three. Matt's in the lead. Uh, all right. Next question. What is the actual camp or what is the actual name of the camp at Crystal Lake? Matt. Yes, Matt. Uh, Nobiscobi. Yes. Or no, 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 be sco or something like that. No, no, be no, be sco. No, be be no, be bosco. No, be bosco. No, be no sco. No, be no, be bosco. Bosco. That's it. I knew. Is that the actual name? Yes. Of the camp that they shot it at? Yeah. The question is, it's in New Jersey. Actual? Yes, in New Jersey. What is the actual name of the camp? Yeah. Gotcha. There's a okay. Boy Scout camp, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, question number 10. How many, Friday, or how many movies had Friday the 13th as their release date? Matt. Matt? Uh, I know that the... Okay. I know that the uh, remake or the, the reboot, right... 2009 one was on a, I, I remember it was on a Friday the 13th and I want to say. I just need a number, Matt. I'm two, I think, I think Mark, two, Mark, I'm going to say, I'm going to say five. <laughs> uh, five actually is the answer. Oh, you uh, lucky son of a gun. Part, part three in 1982, final chapter in 84, final Friday in 93. Uh, Friday the 13th remake in uh, 2009. All right. Oof. Well done, Matt. Uh, okay. How many films do not feature Jason as the killer? Matt. What? Matt. Two. All right. That is correct. Matt's killing me. The first one was, of course, from the very first one where Pamela Voorhees was the killer. And then in The New Beginning... It was the copycat killer who turned out to be the deranged paramedic, Roy Burns. Roy yep. Burns. Uh, all right, here's the softball. What state is Crystal Lake located in? Mark. Mark? New Jersey. That is correct. Uh, oh, this is really, this is way too easy. How many Friday the 13th movies are there? Matt. Mark. Matt. Twelve. There are Twelve. Just to I recap think there's the a scores. delay. I think there's a delay in the mic. <laughs> there has to be. Uh, just to recap, uh, we currently have Matt with eight points and Mark pulling up behind with four. God. <laughs> all right. Uh, this one. All right. Now, I know before I even say this, I know Mark's going to dispute this. So I'm oh. going to give you guys just – the question and the research that I did, I have an answer in mind. You'll both get a chance to answer this one, and whoever gets closest to the number that I have recorded is the winner of this, the, the points. Okay. So according to the Friday the 13th fandom website, how many total deaths are in the entire franchise? You both get to answer. Mark. You, you don't do. have to say your name. You both get okay. an answer. 
I'm about to say. Are you, are you counting them all up in your head? That would be that would take about uh, almost 200 minutes because I believe it's around 198 kills. And Matt, your answer? Uh, I'm gonna say. How many did you say? You said 198, right? Yeah. I'm going to say 199. <laughs> wow. Ooh. A little Price is Right action there. The Price is uh, Right. Two, 213, according to the Friday the 13th fan website. 213 kills in the entire 213. Matt with another point. I'm killing, uh, I'm killing it. He's killing it. Okay, uh, question number 15. How does Jason die at the end of part seven? Mark. Mark? Mark, yes. Uh, that would be uh, Tina's father uh, coming up through uh, the, the dock and uh, dragging him down. Incorrect. What? Matt, you can steal. I mean, technically, they don't show him die, right? That is correct. He does not die at the end of part seven. Oh, that's sneaky. All right. All right. Sneaky. Ooh, Matt with another tally mark. Oh, my God. Good thing I watched these in the last two days. <laughs> the latest one. So have the... I. <laughs> you guys got to watch them backwards. Uh, all right. Question number 16. Who played the role of Jason in the first Friday the 13th movie? Matt. Matt. Ari... Ari Lehman. Ari Lehman. Close. Yep. yep, that's him. Okay. Uh, Weird looking guy, too. Oh, goofy looking. Oh, yeah. Man. Um, okay, in Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives, what was the name of the camp? And it's not Crystal Lake. Jason Lives? Yes. Mark. Mark. Camp Forest Green? That is correct. Yes. Mark, nice job on the board. Well done. Uh, another one of my favorite questions. What was the name of the cruise ship in Friday the 13th Part oh, 8, Jason God. Takes Manhattan? Matt. The, Matt? Lazarus. Yes. Oh, well done. Oh, it was geez. named for its biblical reference to Lazarus, who was brought back from the dead. How apropos. Wow. All right, we, we only got three more questions, Mark, so you better hurry up. Yeah, I'm uh, trying. What, oh, this is, I thought, found this one was interesting. Uh, what famous musician entertained the cast and crew during the filming of the original film? Matt. Matt. Uh, Lou Reed. Yes, Lou Reed actually owned a farm not far away from the camp and would often come by the set, hang out, and play for fun just for free. And this is why you guys are doing a horror podcast, and I'm just a guest. <laughs> I it's love it. Count, countless, countless hours of research. Uh, all right. Question number 20. What was Jason Voorhees name originally supposed to be before they Mark, changed Mark, the... Mark, 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 <laughs> Mark. Uh, I think we have an answer from Mark. That would be Josh. That is correct. Very yes. good. They didn't like the name Josh. And so they meshed it with Josh. And I think it was Ian was the director's son's names, and they came up with Jason. They figured that yes, sounded – it was like a compromise of the two names, and it sounded more menacing. By the way, it, Joe, um, you you could – you know, I know that you love to do your sound effects every episode, and you could do audience applauding, you know, sometimes, or once in a while, <laughs> boo, or you could have a booing to – I, I well, also having the uh, ding, 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 ding for the yeah. right answer. There you yeah. go. Well, there's yeah. good. You, you have to put a boo in for uh, the first kill in part eight when you uh, screwed that up, and I didn't get a point for that. Oh, actually, Matt, we'll probably just cut that out completely. Yeah, that oh, would be a good idea. Fantastic. <laughs> and actually, put a boo right where Mark said that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. right. Last, you guys are the producers. Last question of the evening. Who did Jason kill in Friday the 13th, part three, to get his iconic hockey mask? Mark, 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 Mark. Mark. Shelly. Shelly, the overweight goofball who, who wore it to scare his date. That is correct. Hang on a second. I got to go back to the uh, supercomputer I got in the back to tally up the scores. This is where we put, like, computer sound effects going in the background. 
tallying up final scores. Mark with seven points and Matt killing it. No pun intended with 13. How How fitting. It was 13. No, I I tip my hat to you, sir. Well, you know what? It was those flashier. were harder questions than I thought. Actually, those, those were those good were, questions, Joe. Those I were it. sweaty questions. Yeah, those yes. were good. And, I got uh, sweaty just reading them. You can uh, <laughs> consult with the you can consult with the judges about that part seven uh, situation. Part or eight. no, we, or part, part eight. eight. Yeah, part we eight. we threw it out. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it was a landslide. All right. Well. Guys, I think I think we did a great job this time. This was a very good episode. I know um, we did a great job. And I we, think it was we, a great job. We pretty much killed it. Uh, Mark Piscati, thank you so much for uh, coming to see us. It's great to see you. I haven't seen yeah. you. I don't think I've seen you face to face. Well, we're not really face to face, but I haven't seen your face in uh, since probably 1998. Yeah, it's imagine. been about. It's been over like. 20 years since I think all three of us have like talked together. Yeah. Mark, you Not... haven't aged one bit. You still no. look like you're 22. Yeah. You look the same. Probably yeah. get carded when you go into work. No. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. It's good. Really I got here. married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much. And uh, everybody out there, uh, please Tell your friends and your family to wake up and phone the neighbors because this is a great episode and uh, we appreciate all the support. We've actually, uh, this show's doing pretty well now uh, on, on Apple Podcasts. So uh, tell your friends to listen to it and uh, we will see you next time. Good night, everybody. Thanks for having me, guys. Good day, sir. Bye-bye. Wow. Yeah.